What's up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, October 20th. Rackie's Day. On the podcast for you, we're going to dive into it quickly. Not uh, going to beat around the bush here and tell you goofy stories, because that's not what we do on this podcast. So let's start at quarterback this week. And ordinarily, I'd say, hey, if you have a top 10 fantasy quarterback, well, you don't need a second quarterback, and you're good until the bye week. Well, three of those guys are on bye. Josh Allen and, uh, of course, Dak Prescott, who is dinged up, but I think he'll be okay after the bye week, and Justin Herbert. Also on by Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, and Trevor Lawrence. So that does change things a little bit, but really, if you have a top seven quarterback this week, you're good. Don't overthink it. They are Patrick Mahomes, of course, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, nice matchup for Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, and Tom Brady. If you have one of those seven, you're good this week. If you don't and you have Dak Prescott or you have Justin Herbert or whatever, or you've been streaming all season, well, here are your best options. I think at eight, I really do think the narrative of Ryan Tannehill has gone too far. Uh, People are reacting to fantasy points, not to play. And the play has not been as bad as people want to make it out to be. Sure, that throw to A.J. Brown wasn't a good throw, but you know what? Patrick Mahomes has made some bad throws this season. Quarterbacks make bad throws. It happens. (laughs) It's just part of the game. He is facing Kansas City, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, which should be a relatively high-scoring affair regardless of what Derrick Henry does. I I think there's an interesting opportunity with Tannehill. He's been dropped fairly widely in one-quarterback leagues. You could certainly stream him. He would be the priority. This week, if I had to stream somebody at the position, it would be him. If it's not him, I'm actually going relatively safe. I'll go with Derek Carr at nine. He is actually the, in terms of passing yardage per game, number two in the league, which is kind of crazy. He's not throwing a ton of touchdowns, but he'll do enough in this game against the Eagles to uh, get you by. Matt Ryan is the other. So safe and safe. Matt Ryan coming off of by right before bye week actually looked like he was sort of riding the ship a little bit in terms of passing and we'll get Calvin Ridley back this week as well we know that Cordero Patterson who I'll talk about in a little bit has been really excellent as a weapon for that team so Matt Ryan at 10 if I don't have one of those guys uh, it's really one of the next five that I'll be going after at 11 Sam Darnold 12 Joe Burrow 13 Jameis Winston 14 Tuatunga Vailoa and then 15, Daniel Jones. That's a desperation, though. Jones just has a, sight, a high ceiling, but he's so volatile. That's the problem. So preferred, a you know, little bit safer with Sam Darnold and Joe Burrow. Not that Burrow's entirely safe. He just doesn't throw the ball a lot. He's averaging 29 passing attempts per game. Uh, Jameis doesn't throw the ball a lot as well, but the, and there's obviously more volatility, but there's also pretty high ceiling against Seattle. And then Tua does have a nice matchup against Atlanta. Uh, Move over to running back. Derrick Henry is at the top. He's on pace for over 400 carries, which has not been done since 2006. That's a lot. Even in a 17-game season, that's a lot. But he's a stud, and we know it, and he's a stud, and we know it. He's a monster. Aaron Jones, a two. Nice volume for him. He's top 10 in the league in touches per game and gets a good good matchup here. I do think the game script is going to go well for him in the run game. Alvin Kamara is always a potential Derek dilemma where if he doesn't score a touchdown, he may not be involved in the passing game. So he could still have a good day, but it doesn't show up good for fantasy, unfortunately. But hey, the matchup's great, and I do think he will be involved in the passing game going forward. 
Uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. Wow, I did not think I would be this high on him, but when I ran through everything with this many players on by, I am this high on him. And you know what? He's averaging over 18 touches per game. He's heavily involved in the red zone. And not to mention the fact that the matchup is butter. It's a delicious, delicious matchup. <laughs> Sorry to get creepy on you there. Johnny Taylor at five. He's on fire over the last three weeks. Only Derrick Henry has more fantasy points among running backs. And proof that we are living in a simulation. Cordero Patterson at six. I tell you what, the more I watched, the more impressed I am. They're going to use him as a weapon. He's not a true running back, but he will get more than like Rondale Moore carries. He'll get more than three carries. It won't be 15 but it's likely seven, eight, nine. He won't get uh, massive uh, targets, but five, six, seven catches, <laughs> which is pretty good. Add that all up, and you have yourself an RB one. Who would have thunk, thunk that one? Uh, Leonard Fournette at uh, seven. He is now the lead back, and it is solidified. And he's playing good football. He's top five in fantasy scoring over the last three weeks. Joe Mixon at eight seems to be beyond the ankle injury, which is good news. DeAndre Swift at nine. I don't love the matchup for him, but I love the game script. I do think the Rams just pummel the Lions here in Jared Goff's revenge game. And so I think we're going to see plenty of Swift. Chuba Hubbard at 10. Hubbard is getting the carries that, and or the touches, I should say, that we had hoped in the first week that he didn't get in the first week. He's gotten it the next two weeks and obviously McCaffrey on injured reserve. So there's no questions there. Daryl Williams at 11. He is Andy Reid's preferred back right now. When Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes back, though, that will come to an end. Just keep that in mind. But I'm going to ride it while we have it. Josh Jacobs at 12. Actually way ahead of Kenyon Drake, despite what the fantasy numbers say. Drake played just 12 snaps last week. And Jacobs is in a good spot. Damian Harris in a game where they face the Jets should have plenty of opportunities to touch the football at 13. Elijah Mitchell at 14. He is clearly Shanahan's guy. At 15, uh, to Ernest Johnson. He's going to be the only guy in that backfield because Demetric Felton doesn't play running back at 15 there. Uh, at 16, Antonio Gibson. We'll see. Uh, we got to go through the week and see where he is. Devontae Booker at 17. Don't think that Saquon plays. Chase Edmonds. At 18, James Conner at 19 against Houston. Miles Sanders at 20, and that's a favorable game for the uh, the Cards. Miles Sanders at 20, I don't think he's going to be any higher than this. This is with six teams on by. Mike Davis at 21. How about this? Javante Williams, Michael Carter, back end RB2s for the rookies. And then J.D. McKissick rounding it out there in the top 24. Should be involved in the passing game. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll tell you to flex options at running back after the break. All right, so running back gets a little bit messy. I mean, even by the back end of the RB2s, but you get into flex territory. Right now, I have Alex Collins at 25, and I actually wanted to talk about him, give him a little bit of time here, so that's why I waited until after the break. And, I mean, here's the deal. Alex Collins is a just-a-guy type. Now, he's a coach favorite because he will run the plays as they want them want him to, but is he the caliber player of Rashad Penny? No. Is Rashad Penny activated? As of right now, no. <laughs> so there are some moving pieces. Also, is Alex Collins healthy? No. So I, we can't bank on Collins. We can't bank on Penny. If you said, Jeff, this week, this week only, who do you want? And they're both active and they're both healthy. I want Penny. I don't want Collins. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I just wanted to point that out. Also flexible, Melvin Gordon. I do think it's a matter of time before Javante Williams takes over in that backfield. 
Uh, let me talk about Khalil Herbert, who I actually have right after Melvin Gordon at 27. Uh, he could go up. We don't know what Damian Williams' status is, and and there's like people out there trying to create conspiracy theories about how he opted out last year. This has nothing to do with that. Uh, we just have to wait and see when he comes off. That's all it really is. I don't really want to have to use any of these guys, but here's who I have after. Miles Gaskin, A.J. Dillon, Mark Ingram, Jamal Williams. Yeah, it gets ugly pretty quickly. Uh, moving over to wideout, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. At the top, it's easy. Debo Samuel at four. I don't care who's under center. Debo Samuel is in the midst of a breakout year. DJ Moore, over 60 targets. Monster so far in terms of target volume, and we're going to keep riding that wave. DeAndre Hopkins with his revenge game at six. He's actually on, on a little bit of a roll. Just remember, there's so many mouths to feed there. Uh, Calvin Ridley at seven. Back with the team and should hopefully. I, I just really want to see them stop dinking and dunking. That's all Matt Ryan's been doing. So the volume's been there for Ridley. I just want them to open up the offense a little bit more. Hopefully, bye week has uh, a little bit, you know, they, they, they cure some of that a little bit. Anyway, McScorin at eight, Jamar Chase at nine. He has five receptions of 40 plus yards. That leads all receivers. A.J. Brown, I actually thought he looked pretty good the other night. I know it wasn't like a monster fantasy night, but I thought overall pretty pretty solid performance, and this is a nice matchup at 10. Robert Woods at 11, heavy target volume in the last two weeks. Brandon Cooks at 12 because somebody has to catch the football. Mike Evans at 13 here. Let's do all of the, uh, the Tampa wideouts together. Mike Evans at 13, Antonio Brown at 14, Chris Godwin at 17. Why Evans in front of Brown? Because he runs more routes. But honestly, we're splitting hairs because you're not going to be starting one or the other. You simply want to be arguing a point that you want to make. But reality is, they're all good. So that should be the point that we're focusing on here. Now, granted, is Evans always going to give you monster fantasy numbers? Hell no. When has that ever been Mike Evans' MO? We should never expect it. But like he showed us just two weeks ago, he can give us some major numbers in any given week. So we're going back to the well and back to the well and back to the well. But same thing with Brown and Godwin. So they're all wide receiver two plays with wide receiver one potential. DK Metcalf in between them at 15 and same with Cortland Sutton. Metcalf slides back a little bit because of Geno and maybe a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. Marquise Brown at 18. Love the upside. Jalen Waddle at 19. Honestly, if the volume's going to be there, the rest of the wideouts are still hurt then he's going to continue to be a solid fantasy option. Not a high uh, ceiling in terms of yardage, but who cares at this point with so many players on by. Jacoby Myers at 20, same thing. I mean, the volume's there and almost scored a touchdown last week. So uh, what do we got to do? Starling Shepard at 21, volume, volume, volume with no Kadarius. Tony is expected to miss at least one week. Devontae Smith, 22. I just wish they could unleash the passing game a little bit. It does come back to the quarterback because, as they say, uh, it doesn't roll uphill, the proverbial. It rolls downhill, and so we need the quarterback to be a little bit more accurate. But um, anyway, I'm still going to use Devontae Smith. T. Higgins at 23. Tyler Lockett at 24. Again, with so many players on by, these guys are all viable. Corey Davis at 25. Michael Pittman at 26. Darnell Mooney at 27. Actually use him ahead of Allen Robinson. But I do think we have to use Allen Robinson this week. I, I know you may not want to, but I have met wide receiver 29 because there are so many wideouts who are not playing. Henry Ruggs in between them at 28. Marquez Callaway at 30. Um, 
Traquan Smith was designated to return. That doesn't mean he's back this week, so just keep that in mind. But also keep in mind he was designated to return from injured reserve. Uh, let's see. Christian Kirk at 31. I, I think that he yeah, he has the high ceiling. It's tough because you could say Rondell Moore there. You could say A.J. Green there. I'm leaning Kirk this week, but uh, it's a guessing game. <laughs> The Arizona Whiteouts. You could use any of them this week, to be honest, because there are so many out. I have the other two in flex territory, but, you know, you can interchange them. Timmy Patrick at 32, and it's so close after you get outside of the top 30. Timmy Patrick at 32, Hunter Renfro, 33, Tyler Boyd, 34, Jamison Crowder, 35, Robbie Anderson, 36. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. will move up. He would move to 25 if he's good to go, but he's a game-time decision. Uh, um, really, it gets so ugly, especially once you get outside of the top 40. Outside of the top 40, Khalif Raymond, Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, Amon Ross St. Brown, like, that's really bad this week. It's going to be, I think there's going to be some low fantasy scores this week. Anyway, let's round it out with tight end. If you have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts. Oh, you are so good this week. Uh, if you have Kyle Pitts, you do not need to trade for a tight end, by the way. I'm still getting a lot of questions of people trying to trade for a tight end, and they have Kyle Piss on the roster. But uh, anyway, um, Andrews is on fire. Waller is still always good in pits. I think they know how to use him now. I think they answered that question before the buy, so they just have to continue that. At five and six, I love Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, former college teammates coming off of big games last week. Fant has a minor foot issue. Shouldn't be a, d- a big deal for tomorrow night. Dallas Goddard at seven. He is now clearly, we got what we wanted. This was what we wanted all along. And I'll talk about Ertz in a second. Mike Kosicki at eight. The volume was there with Tua, so I'm not going to question this. Ricky Seals-Jones, ah, Ricky Bobby. He is one of the better tight end streamers in recent memory because you're going to get multiple weeks until Logan Thomas is back. He's just producing, man. It's great. Tyler Higby at 10. Hunter Hendry at 11. And then Zach Ertz at 12. So Henry is still ahead of Jonu Smith. Ertz is a quality target for Kyler Murray. He's not maybe, you know, unless he scores touchdowns, he's not going to put up massive weeks. It's not like he's going to have these, like, uh, Noah Fant-type weeks. But can he be a consistent 3-for-32 plus guy? Absolutely. In that offense, absolutely. And I think he hits the ground running because at tight end, we have seen that. So Ertz is in play this week as a top 12 option. If you don't have one of those guys, the prime streamer for me is Mo Cox. If you don't have him, good luck. <laughs> CG Uzama, Evan Ingram, maybe. Good luck. It's a tough one. All right, that wraps it up for today. Tomorrow, I will be back, and we'll talk some wide receiver cornerback matchups for you uh, tomorrow. That'll be fun. I will catch you then, but in the meantime, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Rackliff. And on Instagram at Jeff Ratcliffe. And remember, FTNFantasy.com, promo code RATPACK. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.